Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flexin Podcast with me, Xenoflex. This is episode number two and we've had a lot of gaming news which came out over the past week. So much so, I have so many topics to talk about and without wasting too much time, let's jump into it. I want to start with talking about my personal picks from the upcoming video game releases that we have for the month. There's a lot of games which are coming out, but I just want to run through a couple of them with all of you here. The first one is Hogwarts Legacy. I think a lot of us are really, really excited for Hogwarts Legacy, which is finally releasing next week. As a Harry Potter fan, understandably so, want to explore Hogwarts and really pray a proper good Harry Potter game, or Harry Potter-inspired game at least. And Hogwarts Legacy is shaping up to be easily one of the biggest releases for this year so i'm really excited for that next up is octopath traveler 2 sequel to one of the most beautiful looking amazing sounding games which i've played over the last couple of years it is absolutely great and if you haven't played it i highly recommend you do it's just beautiful there's never going to be another game like it and the fact that it's getting a sequel is just amazing <laughs> i remember when this was announced last year and i was so so excited to see what this game is going to look like and i finally will come the end of the month we also have like a dragon ishin which is a remake of the original yakuza ishin a japan exclusive game which is now making its way not only to the west but also across all platforms which is exciting and it is a Yakuza remake which picks your favorite Yakuza characters and puts them into a samurai setting and I think that just sounds fantastic for a video game and I really 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 can't wait to see what comes from that. And finally for the month I think the last thing that I'm really excited for is the Destiny 2 Lightfall expansion which will be out on the 28th of February I believe which was delayed for a couple of months and will now finally release. And it looks good. I've kind of tried to keep away from too much footage. I just saw that one trailer, saw the neon lights and immediately pushed the pre-purchase button. So I don't know if it's going to be a great expansion, but it is something that I am looking forward to. And yeah, we have a bunch of other video game releases which will be coming out over the next couple of weeks. And I look forward to sharing more information about that over the next coming episodes. But let's move on to, easily, one of the biggest stories which came out over the last week. And this one comes to us from IGN. IGN was the first one to actually share this with us. And that is that Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation will not be taking part in E3 this year. This year would have been E3's first physical event over the last four years. It was supposed to be a major return for easily one of the biggest gaming and esports conventions over the past few years, but this news is very likely to break any, any expectations of it being a true return to form. Uh, this is a first for Xbox and Nintendo especially. They've usually been very supportive of E3 over the past few years and regularly attended with major booths, major showcases. Um, but again, they will, won't be doing that this year. And for Sony, this is nothing particularly new. 
Sony made a big decision to step away from E3 maybe around, I don't remember the exact timeline, but it was about five or six years ago as well. And Sony decided to do their own thing. I think in my mind, Sony thought that they could create something just as good as an E3 showcase and separate themselves from E3. And to be honest, looking back, I don't know whether Sony, personally for me, whether Sony actually met that mark. I believe once the pandemic rolled in, I believe Xbox and Nintendo continued to show that they're able to translate and present better than Sony has. I think Sony's presentations as a whole haven't been as unique and inspiring as maybe an Xbox showcase or a Nintendo Direct. That isn't to say that they're bad, just more that they haven't been able to create that level of spectacle or showcase compared to the other two. There was also a report saying that Nintendo was initially planning to be a part of E3 2023, but decided to pull back as it is also reported that they're looking at a more lighter release schedule this year compared to what they've had years past. So again, E3 is not looking good at this point, but I still think there's going to be an interesting show with the major three out there. Maybe there's opportunities for more of the publishers to step up and take over that space. Maybe EA, Square Enix, Activision Blizzard even. There's a lot more room, I believe, for publishers to now truly make the event their own now that they won't be competing with Xbox, Sony and Nintendo for that boot space. So fingers crossed E3 ends up being a good event. Obviously, we still have Summer Games Fest coming up as well which is where a lot of the major announcements will be made. And who's to say what can happen? But once again, the summer of gaming is shaping up to be very, very interesting. Moving on from that, let's talk about some more game stuff, um, as we usually do. We got the announcement of a sequel in the Crew series from Ubisoft, with the third game being called The Crew Mortifest. This was leaked a couple of weeks ago as well, saying that the third game would be called Motorfest, and also that this game will actually be taking place in the Hawaiian Islands, which is an all-new setting for The Crew. For those of you who haven't played The Crew, um, The Crew itself actually takes place across the entire United States. It features pretty much every single location, as far as I remember, and uh, the Hawaiian Islands was never a part of that, so it's an entirely new setting for The Crew. It The launch trailer looked good. The fact that the crew is coming back is nice. I'm not a huge fan of the crew per se, because I believe compared to games like Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon, excuse me, and even the new Need for Speed Unbound game, I believe the crew needs to, doesn't really hold up to games like that. So it's going to have to do a lot to be able to win over those fans. But I'm really looking forward to trying it. We don't have a release date for the crew yet, but we should be expecting it sometime in 2023. Moving on from that one, we've got some not great news. The next couple of stories I can't say are all too fun, but a lot of these things are inevitable, so let's just rip the band-aid off as soon as possible. We've got 
a couple of video game delays. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which was due on March 17th, has now been pushed back to April 28th. Not a crazy delay in the current landscape of video game delays, but it is a delay nonetheless. Um, Respawn says they need more time to polish the game and make it into a workable state. And I think it's fair. I personally believe it's fine if a game is delayed as much as it can be. All we'd like is just a very good, nice-looking working game when it comes out. And if they need more time to do that, by all means, take as much time as you need. So, Star Wars Jedi expected now on April 28th. We've also seen a little bit of sad news coming from Turtle Rock Studios, and they have announced that Back for Blood, which is the game that came out two years ago? I want to say it was very recent. I can't imagine it is that long ago, but yes, Back for Blood will be ending its post-launch content support as Turtle Rock should Studios decides to move over to its next title. The game got three post-launch expansions and a lot of other updates and general content as well, but there will be no more coming over the next couple of months as Turtle Rock is decided to move on to its next game. This is interesting. I don't know how many people expected Turtle Rock to keep updating Left 4 Dead. In general, people are feeling very indifferent to this news. Not a lot of people were fond of Back for Blood, especially as I think the game had a bit of a rough... I don't want to say a rough launch, but I'd say it had a rough background going into this, given that Turtle Rock Studios, well, some of the members of Turtle Rock Studios had previously worked on Left 4 Dead. So given that history going into Back 4 Blood, I think expectations were high. And with high expectations, you end up being disappointed <laughs> more often than pleased. So yeah, it's it's tough to see, but again... It was an alright game. I I put a few hours into it as well. Pretty, pretty decent. And to be honest, the news that it's ending its post-launch content is not a huge surprise, especially considering that Turtle Rock is going to be making a new game. So I guess we just sit back and look forward to what Turtle Rock has coming over the next coming months. Next up, we've also got the announcement that The Last of Us Part 1 for PC has been delayed to March 26th. The game was initially supposed to release on March 3rd, so it's not, again, not a huge delay, just a couple of weeks, still launching in the same month, but understandably, any new Last of Us fans, especially those coming from the HBO TV show who wanted to play the game on PC, will need to wait a bit longer. I also think that um, Sony wants to try and put make sure that the PC version is at its absolute best, given that they're probably forecasting even more sales given the success of the TV show recently. Um, personally, I haven't watched the show yet. I don't have HBO Go, so <laughs> I haven't had the pleasure of watching it. But uh, I've heard very, very good things and might give it a watch when the season ends. Hopefully, someone will be kind enough to share an HBO Go account with me. Um, but speaking of that show... They actually got renewed for a second season, and it's unsurprising. Uh, the show has done mad, mad numbers for HBO. I think they're very happy with it. And also, I believe the audience has really, really taken to 
the series as a whole. So, yeah, exciting for the Last of Us TV series and hope it keeps exciting fans, I guess. <laughs> Again, can't to talk too much myself because I haven't watched the show, but it looks good. That That's all I can say. <laughs> right. Before we move on to our next major topic, I want to give a little bit of time to the PSVR 2 because it's launching at the end of this month and I honestly don't know whether it's going to do as well as Sony envisioned. And I think Sony themselves have also realized that because Bloomberg recently reported that Sony is looking at a lower sales forecast than previously initially predicted. So I believe Sony looked at the possibility of a forecast of 2 million units being sold within the first year. And now that's been scaled back to 1 million units because initial pre-orders have been looking disappointing. This is not a major surprise in my opinion. Um, the PSVR 2, for those of you who don't know, actually costs more than the PS5 that is needed to run the unit. And at that point, you're spending something like $1,000 to get into PlayStation VR, which unless you were a diehard, I don't know whether it's as convincing as you would like. Um, the good thing is it does have a strong, or personally, I believe it has a very strong launch title in Horizon, which will definitely get a lot of people interested in seeking the unit. But in the age of the MetaQuest 2, I don't know whether Sony got this one right time will tell of course whether more releases will change this i believe sony's constantly working on vr content to keep on pushing this unit but it's not looking good also something i just remembered another kind of issue with this unit is the fact that you can't play any of or you can't play most of your ps vr1 games so that's not that's not great. Again, like I might have mentioned earlier on, I'm not sure. Personally, for me, this this unit just doesn't inspire confidence, and it's not something that I'm looking to put money into at the moment. Uh, I'm really happy with my MetaQuest, and I think that is the direction that VR should be moving towards, you know? Not doing a completely overpriced unit, but making it somewhat affordable that more people can get in, because I think VR's biggest problem right now is getting people to take that initial jump and selling them a $500 unit, which needs a $500 console is probably not the best way to get people into that space. But hey, let's see what happens over the next few months. Maybe the PSVR 2 will be an outstanding sales success and I will look like a fool. I hope that <laughs> for Sony's case. Closing with a bit of sad Sony news as well, at least for PlayStation Plus subscribers, um, Sony has also announced that they'll be removing the PlayStation Plus collection for PS5 users. If you don't know what the PlayStation Plus collection is, it was a collection of PS4 exclusives, PS4 third-party games, which PS Plus users on PS5, I said PS a bunch of times, but I hope that was understood, uh, could play on their console. Um, this was kind of, to be honest, although never officially confirmed, this was seen at the time as a sort of response to the X uh, response to Xbox Game Pass. You know, at the time, Sony's PlayStation Plus just didn't live up to that. Now, Sony has updated PlayStation Plus to be 
a bit more feature feature parity, not in terms of the numbers of games, but at least the way of distributing games through PlayStation Plus when compared to Game Pass. But again, personally, I don't know whether it's worked out for Sony entirely. I feel like the tiers cost quite a lot of money, especially for the value of games you're getting when you compare it to Game Pass. But it's still a much better competitor to Game Pass than the PlayStation Plus collection was. But yeah, continuing on from that story, the the collection will be going away on May 9th. If you are already a subscriber and have claimed the games from that collection, you should be able to play them beyond the sunsetting of this feature as long as you're a PS Plus subscriber. So make sure you claim all those games, even if you own them, just to make sure you have a copy once the service goes away on May 9th. Right. Oh, that's... That was our first couple of stories. The next two features are big ones. And I don't think a lot of people are ready for this one. Because we're going to talk about game shutdown season. That is the term that I'm going to be using to talk about these next few stories. Because over the past seven days, we have seen something like eight to nine games either cancelled, shut down, or just completely gone <laughs> from the face of everything and it is really shocking to be honest like a lot of these games obviously are live service games a couple of single players here and there and overall doesn't board well for any upcoming games which are planned to release over the next couple of months but it's the real reality of the industry sometimes a game works sometimes it doesn't and unfortunately for all these games it just doesn't so let's go First one is Auto Chess MOBA. So that game, which was announced two years ago, has now officially ceased development and any access to the game will be halted this month. Um, to give a bit of context to Auto Chess MOBA, because I'm not sure too many people are aware of the game itself. Um, Auto Chess, as some of you may or may not know, was a very popular mod from Dota 2, which was developed by, I believe, a Chinese developer. And what ended up happening between discussions between them and Valve is that they would go and do their own auto chess game while Valve will develop a Dota inspired auto chess game, which is we now know is Dota Underlords. The auto chess team took and made their own game, which was moderately popular. I would say, given that they created the genre as a whole. It did really, really well for itself. And they tried to convert that success from the Auto Battler into their own MOBA game, which was available on iOS and Android. I played the game a couple of times. It is a... I would say it is more Dota than anything else <laughs> that was available in the mobile market. And uh, I think that they tried to set themselves apart through that unique feature but ultimately the game itself wasn't too fun to play on mobile i think it was too clunky there was a lot of stuttering it just didn't feel right to play and ultimately during its early access period it just didn't garner enough of an audience that was worth going into the full release so the developers have decided that they won't be releasing this game anymore in its current state, I should note that as well, in its current state, they are looking at going back to the drawing board and seeing if there's any possibility to release the game at a later date. But as of today, 
or the chess mobile is officially dead. Community reaction is mixed at best. Some people are sad because, you know, Dota fans who enjoy playing a mobile version of their game, I suppose, saw this as a possibility to live out that fantasy and it's just not happening anymore. Some people are saying the game did it to itself through its stuttering and it's really rough early access period. And for me personally, again, it just wasn't as fun, especially when you're considering the competition in Mobile Legends and Wild Rift. It just wasn't able to live up to that expectation. So it's sad, but we move. <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about EA. And I use EA as the broad term because they've decided to stop two games. And in particular, they've decided to stop two of their mobile games. So the first one is Apex Legends Mobile, which has been out for only eight months, which is kind of a surprise to me because I remember when this game was announced. I remember playing this game quite a bit during launch and then forgetting about it after that. Um, but I can't believe it's only been eight months since it launched and it's already getting shut down. I think, again, Apex, like Auto Chess MOBA, it was just competing against other games, which are just too good. I think PUBG Mobile, COD Mobile are very, very hard to unseat, uh, especially in the in the Battle Royale genre. And I think Apex as a game maybe doesn't translate as well to mobile as the others do. So, yeah, game is shutting down later in May or March? May, it'll be shutting down. I just had to double check that date again. It'll be shutting down on May 1st. And there's not going to be refunding any of your in-game currency. Anything you have purchased up until now won't be refunded. You can enjoy playing it up until shutdown date. And they've also suspended the ability to buy any in-game currency. So if you are an Apex Mobile fan, you have a couple of months to enjoy the game before it gets sunset. They've also made the decision to stop development on Battlefield Mobile. Uh, the reason they gave behind this is that they want to focus on the Battlef Battlefield franchise as a whole, and they also want to improve Battlefield 2042 and ensure that it does its best, so they've decided to stop any efforts in developing the mobile version after all. They've also closed down the studio, which is responsible for developing the mobile version of this game. Honestly, I'm kind of sad about this because I feel like they should have maybe gone more further along. It's hard to say, but I for some reason I was kind of excited for Battlefield Mobile. I don't know why specifically, but I was really looking forward to seeing what this game would look like on mobile. To be honest, now that I think about it, when a developer or a publisher announces a game like Apex or Battlefield on mobile, there's a little air of curiosity. You want to understand how they translate this big console PC experience over to the mobile platform. And I think Battlefield was just another example of seeing how they could bring that experience to the, mo to the mobile. And now we're not going to be seeing that as a whole. Um, yeah, which is, which is kind of sad. But it also tells more about where EA sees its mobile ambitions going forward. That's not to say that they're officially done with mobile. They still have quite a few games which are available on mobile, to my understanding. We have, I believe, two Sims games. We have Sims Mobile and Sims Free Play, 
Um, I'm sure there are some other EA games. I just they're not coming to my head right now. But you know, EA still has a lot of mobile releases without these two, and it'll be interesting to see where EA goes over the next couple of months, especially when it comes to mobile releases. Something to keep an eye on. Moving on from EA, let's talk about Epic. So Epic Games and developer Iron Galaxy Studios announced that they'll be shutting down Rumbleverse. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't know what this game is. Essentially, it is another Battle Royale game which was inspired by pro wrestling. It was a melee-focused Battle Royale brawler. And I'm not too surprised that this one is shutting down as well. It just seemed too Fortnite-like to actually compete with any other battle royale genre as a whole there are some good ideas but not enough to keep the game sustainable over the future so i can understand why they've decided to shut this one down um on a positive note though epic has announced that anyone who purchased anything during the game's release will be refunded for that purchase which makes me wonder whether i purchased anything <laughs> during its release because i did play the game once i think and I can't remember whether I actually paid any money for it, but maybe I'm due for a refund as well. <laughs> Only time will tell. And again, yeah, it's just another shutdown. So we've seen already, is it, what, four games? We've already seen four games shut down, and we still have a lot more to go. So <laughs> let's keep, keep it rolling with Crime Sight. Again, another game which I don't think is too familiar to everyone. Crime Sight is Konami's take on Among Us. That's the only way I can describe that game to you. It is a player versus player mystery simulation game. I actually was looking to play this one, but I didn't end up getting it. And now I won't be getting it at all. Um, but to my understanding, it works similar to Among Us. You know, there's a killer who runs around killing all the other characters, other players in the game, and people are trying to figure out who the killer is. This Crime Site and Rumbleverse is an interesting take on live service in general, because I believe they both tried to chase a fad or a trend at the time. I don't know why I use the term fad, but a trend at the time. Crime Site was chasing Among Us and Rumbleverse was chasing Fortnite. And you can see games like that just don't work out unless they continue to have their own uniqueness to it. Which I would like to argue that Crime Site attempted to. It was a different art style. It was a different way they presented the game. Rumbleverse not so much, but it also tried to do its own unique thing. But again, you clearly need to do more than just copying a trending genre to keep yourself alive in this current market. So, unlucky for both, I guess. Next up is Crater from Unit 2 Games. So, Crater is a game creation and sharing tool that was originally, I believe, developed for Google Stadia. The game launched on Stadia in 2020, and in 2021, it was available on the Epic Game Store. I believe after it launched on the Epic Game Store, Unit 2 Games was acquired by Facebook Gaming and have become an in-house Facebook gaming studio. And I believe that also attributed to its shutdown. I don't believe it captured much of an audience as a whole. 
it was i believe competing with another game creation tool although the name escapes me at the moment but it had a bit of competition in that genre as well and overall it wasn't a great tool for what it does so it's again it's another shutdown it's another shutdown that we're not looking forward to we're nearly there we've got two more to go <laughs> at least two more to go so the next one is knockout city which was originally uh published by ea and then transferred back to the original developers velen so velen has announced that knockout city will be ending service on june 6th and after it ends service a private hosted server edition of the game will be available to download for free this will allow players to set up their own private servers to play the game with their friends if they wanted to and to ensure the game's lifetime is extended as long as the players want it to be. I'm... Again, this one I would say out of all the games that we've spoken about today is one I probably put the most time into. I did quite enjoy playing Knockout City uh, when it launched. It seemed interesting. It actually had a bit of uniqueness about it with the dodgeballing and the the modes, cosmetics. Like, the game worked. I wouldn't say it was as bad as... It, it didn't warrant a shutdown, put it simply. I wouldn't say uh, maybe bad is not the right word, but it didn't warrant a shutdown. So, again, game will be ending soon. If you want to conduct any real-world transactions, you won't be able to do that coming very soon. It's also using a seasonal model, which will be ending in February as well. Or it'll be start, the season 9 will begin in February and then run for 12 weeks until shutdown. It's... <laughs> I, I just don't know what to say about a game like this because... Personally, I believe this game had the legs to run on its own. Maybe it wasn't too popular at the time and struggled to find an audience in this ever-growing world of free-to-play. It's just sad, you know? <laughs> I think this is probably the one that I'm feeling the most for, next to maybe Apex Legends Mobile, probably because I put some time into both of these. All right, the last confirmed shutdown that we have here is Crossfire X, which was... A bit of an eye-opener to me because I believe the game only launched sometime last year. Uh, Crossfire X is a Xbox version of the very popular shooter Crossfire. And it was a game which I believe was stuck in a bit of development hell over time and had a very, very delayed release. I believe it was originally supposed to uh, come out either in the first or second year of the Xbox One. But it ended up waiting until the Xbox series before it actually got its release. It had a multiplayer component. It had a single it had two single player campaigns as well included with the game. And all that is going to be shut down as well. Which I think is a bit of a I want to say it's a hasty move. Especially to shut down the single player campaigns. I can understand the multiplayer. I believe an Xbox only version of this game probably didn't help its game audience, even as a free-to-play. So I understood that the multiplayer was free to play. And the fact that they actually put 
effort into making single player campaigns. To my understanding, one of those single player campaigns was actually developed with Remedy Entertainment, the developers of Alan Wake and Control. And to remove access to those for new players, it's just very, very surprising. Uh, I believe there was too much tying the campaigns to the original game and they can't they can't shut down one or the other. It's either everything goes away or everything stays up. And I think ultimately that's why Smilegate decided to shut it down completely. It's not great to see. I believe this game would have benefited a lot more had it had a <laughs> a Windows release as well. Because to me, Crossfire, the original Crossfire is just a little bit inaccessible to Western markets or any market outside of Korea. So I think it would have benefited from a proper release on Windows, but I guess we'll never know. And that game will be ending on May 18th. Finally, this game I've labeled as a maybe because we actually just got an update a very interesting update regarding the potential for this game. So let me set the background. Jeff Grubb an, on a podcast had sort of hinted at the fact that EA has canceled an unannounced single player game, which is set in the same universe as Titanfall and Apex Legends. This game was supposedly internally titled Titanfall Legends. It featured a lot of the Apex characters. It featured some references to Titanfall. In general, it was supposed to be... It was supposed to be more Apex Legends than Titanfall, but maintain certain aspects of Titanfall within the game. And this game wasn't, again, it wasn't officially announced by EA, and it also hasn't been officially cancelled by EA, but reportedly internally, the game is no more. But, and this is the reason why I put it as a maybe, We've just been, we've just been revealed, or it's just been revealed is probably a better way to say that, <laughs> that a YouTube premiere for a launch trailer has been released on the Apex Legends YouTube channel. Now, this is interesting. Why a launch trailer for a game which has been out for <laughs> quite some time? And could this be Titanfall Legends? It, to be honest, right, like, I think it might be. I think, I'm not saying Jeff Grubb is wrong. I think he probably heard that it was going to get cancelled. And he just relayed that information to the rest of us. But there is a very high possibility this could be it. I think at the moment where anticipation for the game is high, especially when people are maybe sad that it's not coming out or blaming EA for its cancellation... I think this might be a very interesting time for EA to then just say, oh, no, we are still making it. Here's the release. We've just been revealed or leaked a little bit too early. So I'm curious to see what happens during that launch trailer premiere, which is coming out on the 7th of February. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the new game. Maybe it'll be a new mode. Maybe it'll just be a launch trailer they were planning on releasing for Apex back during launch that they just kept hidden for two or three years, nobody knows. But come the 7th of February, we will finally find out what this trailer is about. Yeah, that's game shutdown season. Honestly, we've seen a lot of, we've had to take in a lot of tears and sadness over these games and rest in peace to their souls. Uh, 
But it is what it is. We move on. There'll always be new games that'll come out to replace these ones, sadly. That's just the vicious life cycle in the gaming world. And I look forward to see what comes next from all these studios with all the talent they have and what future experiences they can deliver to us in the future. Next up, we have a segment on Season 3 for Overwatch 2. And... This one is a little bit special because I've actually invited a few friends of mine to talk about their experiences and their opinions on season three. And yeah, let's let's go. Let's see what we have to say. All right. And we are here to talk about the Overwatch 2 season three update. And to talk about this update, I am joined by my friends over from the Meaty Message podcast, Akshad, Seshan, and Anuk. And uh, yeah, welcome, guys. Hello. How's hello, it been? Hello. Hello. Hi. hello. Hi. It's an honor to be on this podcast. Why, an thank you. To be on the Flex Hill podcast. Why, I'd like you. to thank my mom and my dad. Hi, okay. mom. I'm on television that one. <laughs> You're on television. You're acting like you've never done a podcast before, but all right. Okay. Oh my god, I'm on the I'm on the internet. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're here to talk Overwatch 2 season three. But before we get into that, give me one word to describe season two that you've experienced. Uh we'll start with Akshan. One one word or a sentence. All right, all right. That's that's Akshan's one. Complete silence. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I, I I said something, but it cut up. Okay, what did uh, you say? I forgot. <laughs> okay, Let's go to someone else. <laughs> all right, Anuk, what's your one word? Fun. Okay, fun. All right, interesting. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people share that opinion. Uh, Seshan, what's your what's your one word to describe season two? Can I say a sentence instead? I just said one word, Sashan, but sure, go ahead, sentence. Nerf tanks in deathmatch. All right, nerf tanks in deathmatch. Akshan, do you have your one word? Uh... Junkrat. <laughs> junkrat. I think that's... Can I make it... I, well, I don't like Junkrat, but can I say <laughs> two words? Okay, fine, two words. Somewhat better. Hmm. Somewhat better? Okay. I need to uh, I need to ask because I feel like it's not a shared opinion that this season was good. So I want to say why let's start with why fun, Anuk. <laughs> why do you fun? say it's fun, yeah? I don't know. It was it was a, a different especially like the 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 new game mode. It was yes, it was difficult. It was difficult as a as a healer and support I mean support, sorry. Mm-hmm. And a and a damage character. Uh, it, only damage character was Farah, right? Widow. And Widow, yes. And Widow. Mm-hmm. It was it was not the easiest, but it was fun to at least like, you know, try and figure out a pattern to how to maneuver around these tanks that were too bulky to defeat. I mean, no. it, that's that's the fun part for me, like trying to figure out whether I can, how to find a tactic to, you know, evasive, do any evasive maneuvers to do all that stuff. Okay. But, Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I guess I could see that I see, I see, I see a point a for, for that one. It's a challenge for you, yeah. And Akshan, you said somewhat better. <laughs> better. The reason I say some, I think the stress should be on somewhat, because <laughs> fair enough. Because, uh, because it is technically better, 
but I would, but I think for season three they sh- they need to substantially get better, or yeah, substantially get better because right now they they made some changes for season two. Uh, it, it took them ten years to change Roadhog. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, though, I, I mean, we can get into that, but apparently it was some technical reason they couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, like uh, I'm trying to think of the thing that they made better. It's, they removed the every DPS gets a, a, a speed boost after an LM thing. Yeah. And that, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, they did. I forgot that that's a good thing that happened. No more Reaper <laughs> Beyblades. Yeah, no more Yeah, no yeah. more And also, I think they made the the smart decision. Like all of these problems with Soldier and 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 and, and uh, one shots in the game, it's a good thing that they nerfed Genji. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Soldier definitely nerfed Genji. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, season two was, I wouldn't say changed a lot personally. I think Ramatra coming in was. Definitely okay. That part was something unique, I guess. He that's a <laughs> okay. That's that's even more confusing. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, I think Ramatra's introduction was all right. He didn't. I wouldn't say he was as game. That that being said, he has been nerfed, which again we will be getting into. He has been nerfed coming into season three. Um, I think that was the only major thing. Other than that, I mean, Battle for Olympus was all right. I. I like the idea, and I really hope that over the coming seasons, months, we're going to see a lot more unique events. Didn't sorry to cut you off there. Did they yeah. say they will make a another? No, they'll make another mode like that, similar mode. Yeah, or but some, team based. Team based, yeah. A team based version, yeah. But I don't know whether oh, yeah. I would rather them run that next year rather than bring it back any sooner. Uh, I feel like there's still room to have more different different events. But uh, my thing is, they probably don't have anything else lined up, so it's easier for them to just to change uh, change something that they have already made, like slightly tweak it. Yeah, which is probably why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they new. I think everyone knows that their resources right now, at the moment, are you know focused towards the PVE. So maybe until that is out and, you know. 23, it's the uh, year of PVE. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> until that is out of the way, I guess, like, the attention on the live service game is going to be a bit neglected, like how most people yes. have been feeling. I was just going to say that sounds a lot like what happened to the original Overwatch before Overwatch 2 came out. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah, I guess time will tell uh, what happens there. But so now that we've gotten that out of the way, also we've... thanks for asking me my opinion on season two. Your uh, well, you said well, you said it's you said um, you and gave you a full didn't... sentence, so ah, that... ah so you were not <laughs> letting me elaborate on my full sentence. I mean, yeah, you you I broke the rule. No, I also broke the rule. Anyway, um, oh sorry, <laughs> Sashad. Fine, then go ahead. Please tell us why your season. No, thanks. <laughs> no, no, I I feel like. I feel I feel like it's a combination of a lot of things. I think like the whole challenge system and that in itself, you know, that some challenges for casual players being a bit too difficult makes, you know, that 
makes other people who play the game in in a in a sense try hard too much like i saw it way too often with the bat, uh, battle for olympus game mode along with the chinese new year capture the flag scenario like you know everyone even in bounty hunter like everyone just goes goes a composition that guarantees a win mm-hmm. that's like you no know, no more about fun anymore like it's just like get wins right so like it was hell for me as a support main to play bounty hunter it was hell to play lucio in battle for olympus right like and especially 300 limbs with a support that doesn't do much damage against beefy tanks is like i don't have that time so it's like you know they either need to balance tanks to fit in with the other roles or they need to lower challenges based on the hero mm. you know like they've gave they've given cc abilities for tanks all only as well right which puts other roles at a disadvantage anyway mm. so like all things considered like that's that was why that sentence nerf tanks in like you know deathmatch and other modes just so that it balances out yeah i mean again i hoping more balancing comes again they they talk about these things in across all these updates right or oh, they need to make changes for this role that role this hero this that hero again i guess we'll only have to see what so, actually comes up in the next couple of balance patches you mm-hmm. saw the like i don't know who it was but someone said the reason roadhog was a nerfed quicker was like apparently they wanted to nerf him like early december but mm-hmm. there was a bug in their hot fixing which specifically they could not change roadhog <laughs> <laughs> i think so i saw that i think i saw that there was a there was an issue with one of the mid season patch anyway right like that was a re- it got delayed and then when it came out mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't what everyone expected i guess yes so Anyway, we've spent quite a lot of time talking about season 2 and it's done and dusted. Let's get into all the I would say relatively meaty <laughs> developer updates that we've gotten about season 3 uh over the past week. Let's start with Aaron Keller's developer update. Um I'm guessing only Akshan and Anuk read this one and all the other articles. I'm going to guess Sashan didn't read any of these, so this will all be very new information to you. um control <laughs> so aaron keller's uh, developer update uh talked about it's pretty general it talks about how they're going to make changes to ranked about uh creating more uh rewarding items make people encourage them to play more and uh, also they're making changes to all charges balancing it was a pretty pretty general update um i think the one thing that really stood out in that note in particular was the change to alt cost it's that they confirmed that they're going to be lowering the alt refund to 25% as part of the tuning process didn't they already announce this or was this did they Did this they one just come out first? They, they just they announced they were going to change it, and this is the 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 hardest number of what they they said the first yeah. time, I think. Okay. So it is twenty five percent now. We know. Um, do you think that's going to change a lot? Five percent difference. 
I don't know. I don't think if if maybe if if you're from a support main's point of view, yes, mm-hmm. because they don't do a lot more. They don't get a lot of all charge compared to like a damage. I or, I mm, you get you get fair mm, amount if you heal like yeah yeah if you just, heal. But I mean, yeah, what I mean is like in comparison to a damage where you can just keep damaging up, get damages up, like damaging. Character, I mean, other people, and then you can get all charge faster compared to a support, right? It depends uh, on what support you're playing, but yeah, it depends yeah. on the support. Because Ana, you can get really quickly, Kiriko, but... you can get really quickly, Mercy, you can get really quickly. I think but Lucio, yeah. Lucio Baptist, Lucio Bap, Brig is kind of in the middle. Brig is very hard. Zen, yeah. Zen is actually fairly okay as well. I think Zen and Bappa kind of all right. So you're saying it's we split? just named all the characters. So you're basically <laughs> no Moira, Moira, Moira builds up fast as well. So it's split. No, it's not even split. I think we said that every single character except Lucio builds fast. And okay. Bap, even Bap for to some degree. Yeah, well, in that case, then it's not a big deal. Five percent is not a big deal. But like, if you if you like technically, if you like compose your team right it won't really matter that much yeah because uh, i mean yeah but generally Lu- we we don't i mean generally people don't have a lot of team based matchmaking yeah right? yeah so it little it'll throw it off just if you don't know how to balance like if you don't know how and, to balance your team and to be fair the other thing he said is uh, in conduct conjunction with that is that there are a fair number of changes to alt cost in season 3 so there's probably more than than just this yeah, because mm. they say something about one shots and stuff like that as well, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say that. So, um, after he talks about all charge balance frequency, he also talks about one shots and um, frustrating Jump. hero mechanics. I wonder what those frustrating hero mechanics can be. Jump I run. think <laughs> I was actually gonna say Rodog's hook, but yeah, I guess junk. But I don't so. think Rodog's hook is as bad as it was. It's not bad right now. Oh, yeah. He's no, good no, on no, some no. maps. He, he's good on some maps because, like, the thing, thing that uh, they changed was he. you can bring them a little bit further away from him instead, which doesn't... You can't kill them with how far not they sure. are. But you can put them in the hole a bit easier. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of Rodog is to do, uh, change the position of your enemy from one point to another point, right? To give them... You give yourself a tactical advantage uh... of displacing creating space for yourself yeah but like the problem with his kit was the fact that like he can't he he doesn't get punished for yeah. taking the risk yeah but, but at least now, now there is a bit bit more punishment yeah he has to do a little bit more move but i yeah. mean it's like when i displace meaning like you know from from doing the uh, moving to a hole or, so, or pushing off the edge that is what yes. i mean like that's the whole point of his character is his kit at least they are still changing him. They just haven't done it. They're just not doing it yet. They are going to yeah. rework him a little bit. So it'll be interesting. I guess we'll have to wait for the next mid-season patch before we see any changes yeah. to... Aha! Or oh, end of season. Oh, end or of even, season. Maybe like, maybe like season four, they'll be changing Rodolfo. <laughs> not not actually end of season. <laughs> no, no, as in like... Uh, like while we're on that topic, right? Like they promised like at the start of the game that they would be more you know that they would communicate more with the player base in terms of what they plan on doing and that a mid-season patch would i feel like you need it right like but that's what they're doing right now right like they're communicating at least somewhat like i'm not like just giving up on what 
he, they he, are right now at yeah, the tail end of season two yes yeah but the difference is that like we are going okay fine we are i agree that there's improvement we've gone from no communication to some communication but that is still far behind what they need mm-hmm. i would say now it's i wouldn't say it's some i would say it's a fair amount i think every single yeah, yeah like that's everything we are talking right about today is like yeah. a lot of it's all everything they've said it's not assumption honestly honestly yeah. i don't think there's anything that that they haven't uh, answered to not, uh, uh, so far right now for this season for this season so like every question that's been had they've responded to even if yeah. it's not fulfilling they've responded to it yeah. and i think hopefully they maintain this level of communication because this is oh. good like we've seen i think a lot of things and everything is clear on on the developer blog about yeah. what we're getting in season 3. The only thing we haven't gone into depth obviously is like who was getting <laughs> who was getting nerfed and who was getting buffed, but that usually mm-hmm. comes with your season 3 update anyway. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think the <laughs> level of communication like you said has increased, but they need to improve on the speed at which they like based on like what they are trying to do themselves, right? Like they they opened Overwatch 2 with a promise of some with the promise of like you know mid season patch and like that that involves a communication they i would agree that they've nailed the whole part of you know answering the community's questions for season 3 and you know the end of season 2 but they need to fix their speed on fixing issues like you know mid season like they said mm they don't need to be like other de- like they haven't set their stand they haven't set the bar too high with you know fixing things right if things are broken right out of the gate in a new season right they've at least given till mid season but at least stick to that without having to wait like season 1 the update came what two weeks before this thing ended and even this the roadhog nerf also came not even mid season right Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Well, they did have a change mid-season. It just wasn't the road arc one. Yeah. The the thing I uh I forgot that Doomfist was <laughs> the meta for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Because they, they did not the meta now it's just like okay, if you're yeah, good they... at Doomfist you'll be good. Yeah. No, no, But... they said they nerfed him for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh to that point if what they said is uh true about there being bugs in the hot fixing that prevented them from making the season patches properly then hopefully hopefully for season 3 they'll keep to the 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 promise of a mid season patch and also they said i i it's not in any of the articles i think but one of the developers said in a podcast i believe uh mm-hmm. that he wants to not he wants to, the whole team have realized that it's they need more than one balance patch per not more than one more than a mid season patch and an end patch per season okay i think okay i didn't say that one but again like you said it's in a podcast so maybe that's why i haven't seen it okay um i think that's pretty much all in all covered for Aaron Keller's initial note. Um the next one is about matchmaking goals and plans. And to be honest, I didn't really read this one. Has any one of us read this one? <laughs> no. 
explaining. Oh, I did. I did. Okay. The one okay, the one thing I did just going through the TLDR is that um for competitive you now only need to win five games to get your new rank. Ah yes. And then five it goes games. from twenty losses to fifteen losses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still hope they're working on a system which actually shows you this outside of they said the yeah, post game no, screen. They were, well, yeah. in the next thing in the TLDR, it says we'll include additional information about your current wins. In all. season four, okay, right. Uh, I just saw that. Oh, season four, yeah. Even that, like, that, yeah that's in yeah. season four. Yeah. Okay, so I think the reduction is good, because yes, obviously, I don't think I don't think any of us need to debate on that one. No. Um, no. The information thing, I think they should have tried and. You know what? It's coming in season four. I'm okay with that. At least they they know it's something that they need to add in. Um, anything else noteworthy from the matchmaking goal post? Uh, mostly towards ranked and matchmaking, right? Okay, so anything we need to keep an eye out in ranked. Not that we're playing ranked all the time, but <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Where we're ranked we're professionals. Top, well, yeah, we're top five hundred. <laughs> from season from season four onward, they're going to remove seasonal competitive rank reset and decay. So, like, like oh, yeah. we're current. Like, let's say I'm in. Like, right now I'm in gold. I know that I'm probably going to go back to silver when I start season three. They're going to remove that. They're going to just okay. So from season four onwards, you'll keep your you'll keep rank your rank that you're at. That you're at. Yeah, you won't just go down. Again. There's no decay at all. And past, well, uh, resets, remove, da da da, and all current and past seasonal rank decay. Mm. I don't know what that means, I'll be honest with you. But I, <laughs> uh, oh, I, th- uh, I think they're talking about for... decay in general. I think they're just going to remove yes. the decay system. Yes. That is that the thing where every season your rank goes down? Yeah, yeah. That, but also it it takes into account how long you've not been playing for, for one of the decay, one of the reasons for mm, decay. Yeah, that that's the one I was thinking. If you haven't played but for a month or two months, you might go down a bit. Uh, okay, that that kind of makes sense. I don't think it's going to be a problem now. It's really only a problem two, three years into the game when you have like mm. someone who got a high, let's say, top five hundred in season, let's say, season four, mm. <laughs> because that's the season when this actually comes into play, and then mm. they don't play again until Overwatch three season four, where <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, where they don't play again until Overwatch uh, five, Overwatch, not Overwatch it's five, uh, when they don't play again until season sixteen or something like that. Mm, and then they yeah. come back as a top 500. I think that's the only place where I can really see it a problem. Again, this is more a high rank problem than a than yeah, our, yeah. than an R rank problem. <laughs> I do wonder because in Overwatch one, all the top 500 people, anytime it doesn't matter. They always, when they win their seven games again, they would get back to. 39. They can even they can even lose their seven games and still. <laughs> Grandmaster yeah. or master, yeah. So, yeah, but they they always start at thirty nine hundred max, and then they have to go all the way up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. 
Okay, so matchmaking changes to look forward to. The I think the one that's definitely the standout is the competitive one. Five wins is is a better. It's a better reasonable. Of... Yeah, it's reasonable. Fifteen yeah. mm. uh, losses. Is it fifteen losses and draw draws? Right. Yeah. Fifteen yeah, losses. Yeah. Fifteen and draws. losses or draws. Or draws. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You read the Q and A at the very end. Yeah. Yeah, I read the Q&A it, I was reading just now. Uh, why my heart stuck at a... Uh, no, but uh, what's the one I saw just now? Why, why my heart uh, stuck at a low rating that doesn't affect my skill? No, why... Uh, yeah, that is also... Uh, why I was looking at the one and why do I sometimes have a large win streak or lose streak? Sometimes if a player goes on a very long win or lose streak, it is indicative that their internal rating is not well calibrated. The best way to calibrate your rank is to continue playing competitively. So I'm, ass- I'm assuming there is a internal issue with the uh, MMR that they're still sorting out. Not really. I think they more mean that, like, let's say you play, you're playing the game for the first time, and you come out in gold. I think it's more than likely you're gold or plat, even if you win all your games, and it's your mm-hmm. first, like, first time play. If you are really good and you should technically be in masters, you're gonna go on a win streak. So you'll just keep going until you get the masters. I don't. Think, oh. I don't think that's what they meant. They're talking about. I think this is in general. No, that's talk. what they're saying, right? Is it? No. See, uh, your internal rating is not well calibrated, so it's just saying you need to play more, and then your MMR will probably be get to the place you're at. Hmm. I also like, don't know. Flat, I I I think I. So what I understood from that is like if you if you don't play regularly and then come back. Then it's going to be wonky always. The idea is that you keep regular play so that you're always like playing more balanced. It's was... only yeah. Sorry, go first. No, uh, no you... what I was going to say is, didn't, didn't someone say or what I read somewhere? Didn't they say like quick plays, uh, regular play is the same as competitive regular. So if you keep losing in quick play, and suddenly you go to comp, you would get better teammates in comp. Because you've been on a losing streak in quick play. If that makes I'm, sense. I, I, yeah, I'm the one who said that, yeah. Oh, you said that, okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't think of that. Yeah. Um, that aside, I, they still need to fix the fact that teams on both ends aren't balanced. Yeah, I mean, that's what they... That, I believe. Yeah, but I think they, they were talking about that later. Actually, I think it's in this article. I'm, never mind. <laughs> Is it not in the retrospective? Uh... No, isn't it here? No, it might be in the retrospective. Mm, no, I think it. Oh, is. No, 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 it's in this one. Yeah, in this one. the retrospective the... links back to this to the okay. matchmaking article. Yeah. yeah, we're implementing some updates to the matchmaker that tries to place pairs of players with similar MMR on each role on either team. Yeah, that means opposing tanks should be more yeah. similarly matched than yeah, before. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that probably will make things a bit easier. All right. Well, matchmaking. Also, oh. top five hundred players get to see their rank, like get to see their leaderboard rank updated every match instead of. Every oh, fight. interesting. Okay. Yes, not that it matters to us, but uh, yeah, again, not that it really matters to us. So anyway, let's more than five hundred. Let's move on. <laughs> We're not that uh, <laughs> Okay, let's look at look at the season two retrospective, which I think is the best article. <laughs> out of all these articles easily 
because uh, it talks about a lot. So first major point they go through is Ramatra. So um, they're saying Ramatra had a lot of positive feedback in initial release. He felt very fun, but over time he felt very not fun. <laughs> and that's particularly surrounding his ultimate. So I think the change to his ultimate, if I'm not wrong, is that now it has a timer. Or no, it has a cap. It has a cap of 20 seconds. Of 20 seconds, yeah. Yeah. Which is essentially a timer, no? No, you, you can keep on refreshing it, but there's only a cap of 20 seconds. After okay. 20 seconds, it, it comes so 20 seconds basically, it... yeah. Yeah, what are you saying? Basically, I think, I think I, I remember I was watching a podcast where they are explaining this more. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. But it's going to be the same timer, the same three-second timer. But if you're in an enemy's island site and you're damaging them, it'll tick so slowly that if you were in that enemy for the entire time, it'll end at 20 seconds. As a total, you have 20 seconds. Within the three seconds, if it keeps on refreshing because you're in an enemy zone, it'll, yes. it'll okay. keep on going until it caps off at 20. Uh, as yeah, a total. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it won't pause anymore. It'll slow down instead the, the timer. Anuk, you are our resident tank. What do you think? Uh, it is better as a when you're fighting against it. Yes, it's better when you're when you're playing against when you're playing him. Maybe a little difficult now. You need to figure out. You can't use the tactic of you know when you're trying to hold it for the last bit or when it's extra time. You can't mm-hmm. like push people off the payload. I don't That's think you tactic. can. Ha- I I don't think it's also smart to hard push anymore. Like I think in the previous one you could just keep pushing into the enemies and just finish them off. Now you're a bit more conscious of the time. And if you're too yes. stuck in and yeah. don't get everyone, yeah, then you're most likely going to... And again, we know Ramatra, right? He needs a lot of healing as well to stay. Uh, I mean, yes, that is true. But I mean, like, he can still tank up a little bit more damage compared to before, like the first patch. Because hmm. now he can tank. I think oh, I forgot the like... damage reduction is. And his movement speed is increased when you go into... Uh, What's the other form? Uh, form nemesis. Nemesis form. His, ne- his nemesis speed is faster. So he's yes. not he's not as bad, but I feel like now the, the, the tactic of, like I said, the tactic of holding the point, keeping people off the payload towards the end is going to reduce. It's still the same because 20 seconds, like more, more in yeah. every game, unless yeah. there's another Amatra also just shield, like blocking and doing the ult. Usually they're all dead by the twenty seconds are over. Uh, yeah. Or you died because they counted you somehow. I guess. I think this mostly just stops that that really dumb <laughs> thing that they did with the the two Ramatras just waiting there, staring at each other. Yeah, I this this definitely stops that hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if if that if the case that there's only two Ramatras on point, yeah, that that's reduced forever i don't think it'll change him too much otherwise maybe uh, a small tweak not like not like a major buff or enough mm-hmm. yeah i might be wrong we'll see when we play yeah we'll see we'll happen. see come next week um i guess ramatra yeah i think that's the only ramatra major thing, change that's yeah. as of you know uh, for now. as we know of now yeah there might be some other changes that come in the actual balance patch uh, moving on, we they talk about the battle for Olympus, and they say they're happy with it. 
but they know they need to make a lot of changes to make it more fun. They talk about the team deathmatch version, which you spoke about a little earlier. Uh, also Lucio. that Lucio and uh, apparently they didn't count environmental kills into the yeah. leaderboard. So I mean, again, that only really matters if you cared about the leaderboard. So uh, yeah, I don't know where it was. I'll be honest. <laughs> That's the one which um, I think Junk Queen won the leaderboard. Junk right? Queen won this one. one. I mean, and uh, it will be corrected for any future battles. Interestingly, yeah. Uh, then they talk about Winter Wonderland, Lunar New Year, and then understand that people weren't too happy that they brought back old skins, and, and also all old events that. Old events which didn't really change anything. Yeah. So then they say in season three, they're going to have one of the new events is going to have a new legendary skin. And then from season four onwards, they're going to have new items as rewards in all most big the, events. Yeah. Most of the big events. Then let's talk about the most exciting change of all credits. Are we all excited credits. to see Overwatch credits back? I was confused as to. I, I think am, me and Sishan were confused, right? I am on the fence about it. Okay. Maybe I was confused, maybe. Um. So credits My... for, for everyone to understand is an original system that they had in Overwatch One, where you earned coins through loot boxes, which you could use to buy items from the hero gallery. Uh. So the Overwatch Two version, you don't earn it from loot boxes. Obviously, that's not there anymore you now earn them through the battle pass and each battle pass will give you 1,500 credits as free rewards and then an additional 500 in the premium tier. Uh, I think 1,500 buys you one legendary skin. With That was yeah, also a change yeah, that they made yeah. in the hero gallery. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, b But again, even though you can buy skins now with those credits, those are only limited to Overwatch 1 items, if I'm not wrong. Yep. Yeah. So and some yeah. and some well some like the the base Overwatch two new character stuff mm. so like Junker yeah. Queen's new like not 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 new stuff like when she released all the skins that she got well okay I think I think the the starter packs um that they had for the characters I think you can buy those stuff with coins because I'm pretty sure I bought Kiriko's spray using credits, credits yeah yeah when, yeah, when I didn't yeah. Yeah, 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 I think you can buy just credits with coins. With credits, you can I'd buy credits. Like you can buy credits with credits. <laughs> you can buy credits with credits, you and also now they're, all, coins. they're leaving all the seasonal stuff unlocked. They're, they won't be bound yeah. to their events, their if, seasons again from Overwatch One. Any seasonal things will be in the store permanently. Uh, I just, I just hope that they implement something. So that you can use it, uh, you know, like continuously use it in the sense that, like, so it's currently limited to just Overwatch one, Overwatch so, one skins, right? Let me let me hold you on that one. We understand that some players already have large balances to ensure that all players feel rewarded over time. They're going to be looking at new ways that you can spend credits. Yeah, yeah. They they say that, but then does that mean adding more stuff to buy, or does that mean? But and the this is the option that a lot of people are hoping for a system where you can convert credits to Overwatch coins. I don't think that would be kind happen. of broken. That's pretty broken, yeah. Not not in a not not in a one to one sense, but uh, oh. but in a in a way that makes 
sense for like like how like how you can grind to get any skin that you want right like after there's only so much content that they can push out for heroes that you play mm-hmm. right and if you continuously earn right you're going to reach a point where you've say maxed out all the things you can buy on a particular hero that you play all the time and sure you can buy it on others but like imagine that there are like new skins for that hero that you can't buy because you have to spend actual money on it mm. like why not just implement a system where you can earn I, that as well i think what might happen and again this is a very big guess is that over the years it's not going to happen within the first and second year maybe in the second year but it's not going to happen within the first year over time they're going to build enough paid cosmetics that they'll slowly move like year one cosmetics back and mm, add to credit, credit. credit to a credit system and then year mm. two over time that would be a way to do it they're never going to make yeah. new skins in credits unless they're really really pressured maybe maybe it'll happen this is all just a guess to be honest the fact that they're bringing back this credit system not a huge surprise but i am still yeah. a little surprised <laughs> uh, i yeah i feel like they could have split the earning in the sense that um what's the word uh 